Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 169, which we are recording on Wednesday, June 20th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're on location at the Santa Cruz Yacht Harbor because <laughs> it's summertime again, and that means we're outdoors recording. And it's a beautiful day. Yeah. So you may hear some ambient noise and... There's nothing we can really do about that, but it's a beautiful day we'll, and we we'll wanted to share it. We'll do our best. Yep, we'll do our best. So what are you wearing? I am not wearing anything <laughs> knit right now. I was wearing It's like a earlier, trick question. I know, it is. I was wearing earlier my Divi poncho, which, which is so I cute. finished, and I will talk about a little later on in the podcast, but that one is really fun. And over the past week... I have been wearing, at certain times, my Calyx sweater, the linen version, which is the one by, the sweater is by Elizabeth Doherty, because last weekend it was really cold. It was seriously cold. It was in the 50s, and in the, I think the 63 was the high on one day, and it was one of those days where it was, the fog was really low, and everything was... Yeah, it rained on yes, Sunday. It exactly. rained, that's right. Exactly. It was cold. Very cold. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, so I have been wearing some knitwear because being on the coast, we occasionally get that marine layer. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah, I was joking, half joking, texting with Robbie saying that I feel like I've been able to wear more hand knits this week in summer weather than most of the winter here in Santa Cruz because of our marine layer. <laughs> Yeah. It's a thing. Yes, it's real. So how about you? What have you been wearing? Likewise, I am not wearing any Mm -hmm. hand knitting at the moment. I'm wearing my (laughs) Yarniacs podcast t-shirt, which I wore on vacation. Yay. But earlier today, I was wearing my light rain sweater, which is another new finish that I had. So I'll talk about that in what have I finished. But uh, last week in Alaska on the cruise, I wore all the hand knits all the time. Do tell. So I brought Cleo. And I wore Cleo a lot, so much so that it kind of looks like a Muppet now because <laughs> although oh, that's your pilling sweater. My pilling sweater. Yes. It was with Quinson Company Phoebe yarn, which I loved knitting with. It's mm-hmm. so soft. I love wearing that sweater, but it pills like the Dickens. So when I returned home, I did depill it with my gleaner, which was successful, but it's still pretty pilly, even though mm. I spent a lot of time. But because there's so much texture on that sweater, I don't want to just crank down on the gleaner. Right. So I'm being right. super careful, which isn't removing the pills as quickly. So I don't know what I'm going to do to get the rest of the pills off. But it's still, I wore that sweater almost every single day on the cruise. And I also brought my, is it Eclipse by Hilary Smith Callis? I don't remember. I don't think it's Eclipse. I can't remember the name of it, but I knit that in the Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino light in the Venetian colorway. And if I wasn't wearing Cleo, which is navy blue, I was wearing (laughs) the other sweater. And I brought all sorts of clothes to match both sweaters. Nice. And I also brought my Alewives cowl and wore that a couple times and then Max stole it and wore it and Mm -hmm. I had a hat and I had mitts that I wore and I had oh my wool socks so I brought my DK weight striped knee socks that I knit and 
I'm really, really bummed because I wore them almost every day mm-hmm. and I took them off one day and there is a hole in the side of the leg of the sock. No idea how I On managed the leg. the leg, not, not even the, the foot. foot, Nope, not the like the leg. heel or the toe. It's right smack on the side of my calf. So did the yarn look like it had broke? I don't know. Did I took it them like off. it had been nibbled? <laughs> I took them off and set them down. And when I got home, I looked at them again, but they're just sitting on my little table by my desk waiting for me to be braver about what I'm going to do to fix them. I, I don't think yeah. it'll be hard to fix them, but no, I was so disappointed. Not. Yes, that, that is. Where did this hole come from? Right. So, because you wonder, of course, mm-hmm. if the yarn broke or if there was assistance from a nibbling creature yeah or if they somehow got stuck on something or i don't yeah, i just, just don't know because mm. i don't remember them getting stuck on anything yeah i didn't i haven't looked per se but i didn't see any other like thin spots yeah so who knows what happened but I was mm. a little disappointed in of that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But I did wear them a lot. So those were the things that I was wearing. At one point, one day, I was wearing the socks, the cowl, the hat, the mitts, and a sweater. And I was like, <laughs> yes, this is the day. <laughs> I was so what, happy. <laughs> what was the temperature? Average temperature? Average temperature, or, I don't know, but or, it wasn't that cold. So we got okay. really lucky with the weather. So I just returned. I had a cruise, an Alaskan cruise last week that I went on thanks to my parents and their celebration of their 50th wedding anniversary. There were 14 of us all together. And the weather, it never rained on us while we were in port, which is amazing because Juneau, Alaska, especially only has 80 days of sun or 80 days without rain every year. We got one of those days. (laughs) We had our umbrellas, we had our rain jackets, and it didn't rain. We were very lucky. But in general, if we were on the balcony off of our stateroom, I was wearing my socks and clothes and a sweater, but I didn't usually even need the jacket. I had a parka with me as well. But on the whale watching boats is when it was the coldest because you were moving mm. quickly and you had the wind and everything. Yeah. So on those, it was cold. But in general, the first day at sea, even it was so warm outside, people were laying around the pool in their bathing suits. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. we had exceedingly good weather. So, in general, the Clio sweater was enough to keep me warm, maybe add a hat or something. It was very rare that I even needed my parka. So we got really lucky. So that was what I got to wear on my cruise. Pretty good. Pretty darn cool. Yay. So what are you stocking? Well, I'm just trying to stock some short sleeve sweaters. I like that trying to stock. Well, (laughs) do you have a goal or? Yeah, I would like to use, I have a sweater quantity. So I have a couple of sweater quantities of what I would consider lighter weight yarn. Got it. And maybe they're only quantities for a smaller sweater, meaning not full length sleeves, no hood, that kind of thing. Got it. Just smaller quantities of summer weight yarn, some with linen and some with cotton. So your dandelion. The dandelion is a... A really small quantity. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do with that. I I may need to ultimately, this is a sweater, no, not a sweater quantity, two skeins. That's right, it's of, only two, like you did yeah, three. <laughs> two skeins of Madeline Tosh Dandelion 
which I have had in my stash because I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why I only bought two because I had purchased them initially to make a lacy top, which really requires three. So I, I really am not sure what I was thinking and how. <laughs> Someday you're going to find that third skein somewhere. Oh, that's what I'm wondering. Did I really buy three? Did I really, or did I really only buy two? I wish I, don't I know. could remember. Yeah. I remember the day you bought them. Yeah. But I don't remember yeah. the quantity. I don't either. So I'll just go with it. But maybe at some point I'll just have to buy a third and make it work. Yeah. If the dye lot is very different, we'll see. But I interrupted but, you. You were talking about that's okay. quantities that's, that you yes. did have enough that of. That is one of the yarns. I have a couple smaller quantities of Coast, which is a cotton wool blend. And then I have a sweater quantity of the Lindy Chain, uh, which yeah. is the Knit Picks linen blend. It's a chained yarn and that's a fingering weight also. And I should, I should use these things. <laughs> so I'm trying to stock things. That's what I meant when I said, I'm trying to stock. I'm Got trying it. to stock things that I can make with them. There's one top that I found a pattern for and it's, it's an interesting pattern because I see potential in it, but the pattern pictures are not that attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so when I've mentioned it to people and they look at the pattern pictures, often mm, I get mixed, mixed um, reviews. <laughs> okay. I'm looking so forward it, to hearing what this it's is. It's just called Linen Top and it's by Samantha Statter and it looks like an easy fingering weight top. It's got feather and fan patterning across the front. The gauge that the top is actually written in is too loose for me, so I would want to knit it at a tighter gauge. I would want to change several things about it, so I don't know really how much I want to knit this top or knit something <laughs> similar to it. And I was, of course, attracted to it just because it has the, or I found it because it has linen in the title. And that's what I was searching for on Ravelry. And it popped up as a short sleeve top. So we'll see. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. So it might be a good jumping off point for me to figure out something to do with it because I really like the feather and fan panel across the front it, it's if you've seen there's a top that has this called does chain does oh Deshane, I think Deshane. Yeah. okay I don't I'm Layla not Rob. sure how to pronounce it but that one is an Aaron weight top which I have no interest in knitting mm -hmm. I have no interest in knitting a top like that in an Aaron weight linen which would be so such a heavy fabric so what I really want is something between the two, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, for some reason, I want to say that she republished that pattern at a lighter weight, too. Or I'll something to. really similar to it. Okay. So yep. I'll have to do more research. Yeah. That's... This is just one idea, but that's what I have been spending a lot of time doing. Just looking at tops. I haven't found anything that's really mm, perfect yet. Yep, like I, said, I get it. Like this one. 
and I've also pulled out my Donner sweaters and I've been wearing those occasionally too and those were made out of the Lindy chain with the I think it's a linen cotton blend so that's another reason that I want to go and use this yarn from my stash because I really like wearing those linen sweaters in warm weather they're really perfect so I'm not stocking a lot and nothing not a lot specifically how about you what are you stocking well just earlier today because I haven't been stocking anything on the cruise I didn't even have internet connectivity mm, for days, right. which was so awesome. <laughs> but because of that, I hadn't been doing much stocking. But today I thought, oh, I better stock something because I'm going to be on the podcast. So you mm -hmm. know how you go off and you look at your friend's stuff. And I ended up looking at my friend, Sarah, A Spell of Winter, her recent projects, because it started off with, I think it's called Rose Quartz. It's a sweater by Vera Valimaki from the latest Interpretations 5 collection. I was going to say, that sounds very familiar to yes. me. <laughs> it is an open front, longer oh, yes. I remember sweater, which one shawl it is. collar, super yes. simple, it's beautiful. It's very cute. It's very, very cute. It yes. just looks so comfortable and mm -hmm. casual. And Sarah, of course, knit one in a beautiful yarn. And so I was commenting to her on how much I loved her sweater. And so I'm looking at the rest of her projects and I fell in love with another sweater that she's knit three times now. Oh. It's called Yana Light. It's by Isabel Kramer. It is a pullover with a cowl neck, <laughs> lots of positive ease. And at the bottom, it's drop shoulders also. And at the bottom, it has a garter stitch section with pockets. And it just looks so comfortable and adorable. And it looks so cute on Sarah. And I instantly thought, Oh, I would wear that sweater. I would wear that sweater a lot. Mm -hmm. And as you do, I went looking through <laughs> my stash on Ravelry and it uses a lot of yarn. It's fingering oh. weight. Uses a lot of yarn. We like so, that. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> so I was thinking colors of fall because today is the 20th, tomorrow is the 21st. So it's the kickoff Need of colors start of fall. Something. Yes. And I don't really have the perfect pattern picked out yet because I'm not sure about what color I want to target. So I went looking through my stash thinking which colors would work for the colors of fall. And I have four potentials. I have Molly Ringwald, Tosh Merino Light, which is a dead ringer, I think, for Mellow Rose from the London palette. I have Nocturne colorway from Madeline Tosh in their Air Light base, which is a dead ringer for Classic Navy, uh, the Sargasso Sea colorway, or color on the Classic palette. I have a bright blue MCN fingering from Western, Western Sky Knits that is pretty close to nebulous blue from the New York palette. And I also have Forest Night, which is a Western Sky Knits singles base, which is, I think would work for Quetzal Green from the mm -hmm. New York palette. So I have those four colors in enough quantity to knit Yana Light. So I have to decide which color I want the most. I'm leaning towards the dark green. So well, I'm going to let that percolate for a couple <laughs> days and see which one I actually am really called, you know, is calling to me. Molly Ringwald is calling too, but that's almost the same color I just knit light rain in. And I mm. don't know if I want to do two big sweaters in virtually the same color back to back. Although I was really enjoying the color, so who knows. So that is Yana Light. 
really, really love it. It's just such a simple wearable sweater for me. So thank you, Sarah, for knitting that three times so that I would <laughs> notice it. And the next thing that I'm stocking, because I wore my Clio sweater so much on vacation, and that's a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty, which Charlene and I have both knit, I wanted to knit another one that is not in such a pilly yarn. Even though I love the color, I love how it feels, I want another one because I wear it a lot. It was a fun sweater to knit. It was. And I wear it, it you can wear it with everything mm -hmm. because it layers over things. Yeah. So I really find that's a very wearable sweater. And the only problem, quote, problem, unquote, <laughs> is that I don't have yarn in a colors of fall color. So Charlene and I just got a new order from Holtzgarn. And we got some new coast and some new tides and some new super soft. And I got the colorway turquoise on the tides base, which is a fingering merino silk blend to hold doubled with my Holtz Coast, which is the wool cotton blend in their Kingfisher colorway. So I emailed so the pretty. people at Holtz and asked what colors would go together in Tides and Coast if I have Kingfisher. And she said, go with the turquoise. So Charlene just delivered the turquoise to me today <laughs> and it is beautiful and I love it. And I want to swatch as soon as I get home because I would love to cast on another Clio in that turquoise That would be a fun colorway. sweater for the knit along. It really would. It's, it's not a great... one of the colors of fall. At oh, all. that's true. <laughs> that's the only that's quote true. problem, unquote. I was, yeah, that actually, you're right. There is no turquoise. So I don't know if I care because it doesn't, not all <laughs> summer knits have to be for colors of fall. So right. there you go. So that right. one I'm stocking heavily, like big time could be on the needles before we podcast again. So Hold the space it could happen <laughs> and then on a total fluke as i was waiting for my toast to toast today the valley yarns catalog arrived yesterday and it had been sitting on the table waiting for me to look through it and i don't often find things in the catalog that it's basically the webs catalog webs yarn i don't usually find too many patterns in that catalog that i want to knit i do find some but I'm leafing through, and this is the thought process that went through my head. Oh, it's probably going to have a lot of vests, and I don't really like to knit vests. Oh, I should talk about that on the podcast today, how I don't really like vests. I always want to knit them, but I never wear them. And oh, yeah, I'll probably see a vest in here today. And I turn the page. Oh, I really like that vest. <laughs> so, oh, that is really cute. It's an Amy Herzog pattern, and That's it's called cute. the Hinsdale Vest. And it's a one-button closure, V-neck. And it has an interesting diagonal texture, like biased welts, or I'm not sure exactly what they are, that give it a flattering shape. And it's tunic length, and she's wearing it with jeans and a black t-shirt underneath and boots. And it looks really, really cute. So I'm th thinking to myself, oh, here's another vest I'm falling in love with, and I'll probably knit it, and I'll never wear it because I never wear any of the vests that I knit. So I instantly go to the computer and start stocking it. <laughs> okay. And it's DK weight. And then that leads me to, oh, I don't really know if I like that textured look so much. So I'll just look at all the other vests that are hanging like that. And I started with my favorites. And I ended up looking at a vest pattern called Sanderling, which is by Asami Kawa. 
and it has been in my favorites forever and it is really, really cute and it's lace weight yarn and I have tons of lace weight yarn. So I instantly put that one in my queue and matched it up with all sorts of lace weight that I have. It calls for about a thousand yards and I have multiple quantities of that amount of yardage that I can use and I didn't even get as far as Colors of Fall because it was paired over like t-shirts and all these different looks and I thought it's so cute I really want to knit it but will I wear it is the question so that one is called Sanderling by Asami Kawa okay can I jump in here and show you something are you doing it too <laughs> that has that I have been looking at for the last couple of weeks, but I did not mention in my stocking because I don't know if I will really want to make this. See, you were, not... you were sending these thought patterns to me well, a few hours ago. This is not quite a vest, but it's kind of a vest. Oh, that's cute. Isn't that cute? That is okay. cute. So this is called Modern Tunic by Lori Versace. So, okay, it's more of a tunic than a vest, but it's a sleeveless sweater mm -hmm. vest that's cute that's such tunic <laughs> and it's a pullover so it doesn't have, it's a pullover yeah. right and the sample is photographed over a nice white blouse with blue jeans and boots and the sweater itself is a deep v sleeveless of course with pockets at the very bottom and it and I, I would say the hem of it is mid-thigh, so halfway up the knee. Is that how? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's fairly long. It's practically it, a dress that it, you yeah. can wear. Yes, it's a long exactly. It, it covers your behind. Yep. And it's really cute. And I have been studying this a little bit because I happened to find it because it was knit with the Shibui linen. Ah, so that's how so I found it's a out. Weight too. Oh, yes. It's DK though. I, well, because they double uh, two it. yarns, and I have been, like I mentioned, I have been looking at Shibui or not. I have been looking at linen patterns. So the Shibui linen popped up. This pattern popped up, and it's fairly cute. That's and cute I'm showing too. Charlene the Sanderling because I didn't bother to describe it. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it is a button front vest which I would probably wear with the buttons closed, although the picture that caught my attention, only the top button is closed. And like I said, it's in lace weight and it's knit top down and it has like small columns of little lace weight here and there, not here and there. They're perfectly symmetrically spaced Placed. around the sweater <laughs> in vertical lines. And it's just really cute. So I realized that I hadn't described it after Charlene showed me the picture of hers. So look how cute that is. That one is really cute. Yeah, it's A-line and it looks like a tank at the top, but you could knit it longer to cover your booty if you wanted to. It's just really adorable. It is. It reminds me a little bit of Lar mm -hmm. because of those it little does. buttons on the front. Okay, so this is something we need to keep in mind and mm -hmm. investigate because neither of us are vest wearers. No, but they're so cute. But they're so cute and it could be a way to wear more sweaters, say in the fall, mm -hmm. when it's too warm to wear a long sleeved sweater. Yeah, especially when it's a lace weight sweater, then yes. I can wear it all year round yes. over things. Exactly. So. 
it might be worthy of experimentation. It might be. Let's especially when I look at this tunicky top. So cute. It's very cute. Okay. (laughs) Our stocking is all over the place. It is all over the place. In a good way. And that, so since we were both stocking, that's our same thing for this episode. Yep. There we go. Every time there's something like it. So that's what it is today. It's random vests. Okay. (laughs) We'd like to thank this month's sponsor, Candy Skein. Candy Skein is an artisan yarn and craft company that carries a wide variety of delectable yarns for today's knitters. With three exclusive bases, including their new 100% merino DK weight and dozens of beautiful colorways to choose from, you'll be hard pressed to resist these woolen treats. Try a taste of the popular new colorway Taro Milk Tea or sample from the Fairy Tale Picnic set, now available in single skeins of fanciful colors like Phoenix Fireball, gnome nuts and pixie sticks they also recently opened their new division candy skein designs and released their first sock pattern called to the point which you can find on ravelry and if you're looking for additional yarn and craft items make sure to check out their enamel pins cross stitch patterns needles and art prints for more information on their wonderful products visit their website at www.candyskein.com during this month, they're offering Yarniacs listeners 15% off their entire orders by using the code I'm a Yarniac during checkout. And that's capital I M capital A capital Y A R N I A C. Offer ends July 1st. And so far, I've resisted every temptation. I've been on your site several times, Tammy, and I know what I think I'm going to order. But then I see the June colorway and think, oh, I think I want that too. Yeah, it's really pretty. And actually, that brings me back to the Yana Light. You know what I could also do? I could do a fade on that. You could. I could totally do a fade in grays because I have all sorts of dark to light grays. And then I have one gray with a speckle in it. Oh, how fun. That could be really fun. That would be nice. Oh, good. Okay. So I'm totally disrupting myself. Okay. (laughs) So what are you knitting? I am knitting just a couple of things. I need to get something else on the needles. Especially something for the knit along, which yep. starts <coughs> tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but what I have on the needles and hook, I should Ooh. say, because I have, I, Are I you have a hooker this episode. I have another kitchen scrubby on the hook. Nice. I'll say. So that's going. I have still have my sweater called The Easy One by Hohilo Catelli on the needles, which is sort of silly because it's this sweater that is so basic and so easy and yet I keep messing around with the hem of it. Yeah, you were almost done. I was almost done with that and I've done the hem on it in about three different ways because I oh, keep really? playing around with it. I Is it still flipping up on you? or? Well, now it's back on the needles and now... Originally, I had tried doing a split hem, and that's what Gail was talking about, because when I did a split hem, the 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 front and the back then would flip up. So I tried blocking it to make sure that that was a permanent thing, and that blocking it wouldn't change that, and it seemed to be, so I decided to put it back on the needles and just forget the split and just 
go around and around. So that's where I am. I need to figure out how long to make it. Or part of me <laughs> thinks that I want to try the split hem again. I don't know. I'm crazy. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe I would try the split hem again, but have it longer in the back. I don't know. Or a folded hem would probably give it the Or a folded hem, yeah. Because that's always so cute, too. It I love is the finished cute. look of a folded hem. So I don't hem. know why I'm still playing around with this and why I don't just knit the pattern as written. <laughs> well, because you want it a certain way. But I don't, because I don't really know how I want it. That's the problem. <laughs> I thought you had a vision in your head you were trying to match. Not really. Oh, okay. There's nothing wrong with the sweater as written. I think I just... I'm kind of having fun just futzing around That's with good, it. Then. So if you're enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I am almost done with it. I've got the sleeves finished, the collar is finished. It's really just binding off at this point, figuring out how I'm going to do it. And I probably need to put it on scrap yarn and try it on. Just make a decision. I knit this sweater in the Holstgarn Coast, so it's super light, and it will be something that I can wear probably every morning during the summer yep. when it's a little foggy, and it will come off once the sun comes out, once the fog dissolves. But you I will just, be able to for sure because yeah. I wore my Veronica yesterday, which yeah. is in the Holtz yeah. coast. And same thing, I wore it at my computer yeah. for a couple hours. Yeah. And then when it was time to go outside, oh, it's way too warm right. for that. Exactly. Off it came. Exactly. So I know it'll be useful. For I, sure. I just need to finish it. <laughs> so that's easy one by Hohi Locatelli. And I should mention that I'm making the fingering white version because she has an easy one in a, I forget if it's a chunky or bulky, but in a much larger gauge, which would probably knit in very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> practically knit itself. It, it, it will. And this sweater, I didn't describe it, but it is somewhat of a boxy sweater. There's no shaping, there's no short rows, and it really looks like a boxy when you have it on. It's amazing because somehow it all works. When you look at the photos on the pattern page, oh, he's wearing the sweater that's really super oversized, and I made my version not quite as oversized, so you get a sense of the shape of the sweater a little bit more and it's very boxy like her boxy sweater but without the short rows and knitting it top down so it's a little bit different might not be for everybody but it'll be a perfect s s upgraded sweatshirt is what we like to call them <laughs> fancy pajama top yes exactly yeah, either one of those exactly yep. And then last but not least, I have, I do have a linen top on the needles, which is a new pattern by Elizabeth Doherty that doesn't have a name yet, but I believe the pattern will be out by the end of this month. So there's not oh. much 
of this month left. So it will be out soon. Exciting. Yeah. So I'm knitting that. I probably won't have mine done in time for the release of the pattern because I got my yarn late and I started late. But that's okay. I'll finish eventually. <laughs> so that's all I have on the needles and hook. How about you? What are you knitting? I'm knitting all the things. Oh, so yay. The first thing that I'm knitting, I'm going to grumble about. <laughs> I'm still knitting Slade by Michelle Wang, oh. which is the sweater I'm knitting for Mike mm -hmm. that I'll never finish knitting, it feels like. <laughs> so our last podcast, I was so excited, thought I'd get it done by the cruise, was so on track to have it done. And then I thought, hmm, I've seamed up the sleeves, which I knit two at a time, blocked and seamed. And I had Mike try on the sweater because I put the shawl collar, the whole collar band on waist yarn and thought I better have him try this on and make sure that he likes the collar before I bind it off. I was really close to binding it off. And as he was standing there with the sweater on without the sleeves, I thought, hmm, I better go grab the sleeves and, and pull those up his arms and see how he likes them. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I was pulling the sleeves up his arms, he said, these are pretty tight. And I said, no. <laughs> he said, yeah, these are too tight. I won't wear it like this. Mm. So that was about two days before we left on the cruise. And I said, okay, this sweater's going into hibernation until we get back. I'm not even going to look at it because now I have Smart to re-knit the sleeves. Move. Yeah. Because you didn't want to be stressed. No, before. there was no way I was going to be able to yeah. re-knit both sleeves and no. seam it all and do it all. No. So it's just like, okay, this is a lost cause. It's not going to happen. So in my hands right now are the starts of the second attempt at the sleeves. So I went up a needle size and I went up a size on the sleeves because oh, okay. the sleeves, when you cast them on to so their bottom up, knit flat, there's only a two stitch difference. You cast on 34 instead of 32. So that's not a big difference. That so I also not. went up on the needle size yeah. because I'm not going to have smart. these be too tight again. So I have about a half inch of ribbing done on the sleeves. So I need to re-knit the sleeves and finish the shawl collar or the whole button band collar portion of the sweater. Mm -hmm. So I'm not back to the beginning of the sweater by any means, no. but, but you know, there's a lot of work left to do, but I'm focused. I want to get it done. I really want him to be able to wear it, even though he's not going to wear it now until fall probably, but that's okay. It'll be done and I won't have to think about it anymore. And I don't, I'm making it sound like obligation knitting and I don't want it to be like that because I want him, I want to knit love into the sweater so that he feels love when he wears it. So I don't want it. I don't want to be like, oh my God, I hate knitting this thing. I can't wait to get it done. But you kind of can't wait to get I it done. I kind of can't wait. Yeah. So I don't think I'll cast on necessarily for Colors of Fall until this one's done because I don't want to have a bunch of sweaters on the needles, but that could change at any given moment. But I did cast on two things for the trip, my vacation knitting. I cast on my Via Jeant, which is a Yay. pattern by Martina Beam, which I talked about on the last episode that I was stocking it and planning to knit it on vacation. And I did start it. So I started it like two days before we left, I think, to make sure it was on the needles and mm -hmm. I was happy with it before I left. And I'm knitting that one in Madeline Tosh, Tosh Lace, which is a discontinued yarn in the Venetian colorway, which is a discontinued colorway. And it's a dead ringer for red pear for the colors of fall. So although oh. I started it before the colors of fall knit along starts, it's going to become a fall look 
because it will be great for fall. Really excited about it. This one, you start knitting flat. And because there is not a single purl stitch in the pattern, you're knitting flat and it's garter stitch in the beginning. And then you join to knit in the round. And then you knit and knit and knit. And knit, and knit, and knit forever. So I got a lot of knitting done on it while on vacation. And all of that is just round and round and round. You increase along the, basically the spine, you could consider mm -hmm. it. And you increase every round. And then every other round you decrease along the opposite side. So that you get a very steady rate of increasing and what I'm going to do is at a certain point, I'm going to decrease every, let's see, how would this be? I want to do it so that it's not as long as my previous version. So I will figure out how to vary the increasing and decreasing. You want to increase every single row. So I would decrease more frequently, right? To make sure, I think that's right. To make sure that it's not as long. <laughs> I don't remember that. My brain is not working very well at the moment. So... It won't be as long because the tail on my first vision is really long. It pretty much drags on the ground if I have it pulled down over my shoulders instead of all bunched up around my neck. So this next one, I want to not drag on the ground or fall in the toilet or whatever gross thing might happen to it. <laughs> so that's on the needles. I probably have about 10 inches of it knit. I received the yarn as a de-stash from Rose, who is Rose Hopes, who is awesome. And she hand wound the first skein of this is like a 950 yard put up so she hand wound this yarn which is insane and she ended up with two skeins or two balls of the first skein so i finished one of those so i think i'm about halfway through the first skein of yarn and it will probably take a skein and a half of yarn roughly so i have a long way to go but it's i've made considerable progress and the second thing I cast on on vacation was the Huhui Shawl by Hohi Locatelli, which Charlene recently finished. And she used her Bakery Bears yarn, which is a beautiful yarn from Kay of the Bakery Bears podcast. And she, her third skein was a speckle variegated from Western Sky Knits. And I'm doing the same thing. It looks so cute and I want to have a matching shawl. So I'm using my two Bakery Bears colors, which are Snaily Paley Pink, because my Gailey Whaley name on Ravelry and all the social media is a shortened version of Gailey Whaley Snaily Paley. <laughs> so she named the colorway Snaily Paley Pink, which is beautiful. Uh -huh. And then the gray is Silver Dollar. And they both have just tiny little speckles in them. They almost look like tweed and they're beautiful and they're so soft. It's an merino cashmere nylon blend so soft beautiful colors beautiful texture in your hands and then the third color i'm using is western sky knits dyed by heather in the boysenberry colorway so charlene's was a very light mauve lilac purple with the gray with a blue and purple speckled variegated at the mm -hmm. bottom right and mine is a very light pink with the white gray and then my boysenberry is purple and pink variegated speckles. So we're going to have our colorway version, the same <laughs> yeah. shawl in Very this. Cool. It's just going to be fabulous. So I can't wait to take all the <laughs> pictures cool. and oh, our matching yeah. shawls. <laughs> and I finished. So Huhui, you cast on and it's knit top down and you do all sorts of increases in short rows to make this beautiful, amazing shawl. 
and you have garter and then you have this mesh section and then you stripe it in garter and then you have more mesh and I've completed the first colorway garter and mesh and I'm about to start striping the pink and the gray. So pink was my first color, gray is my second and I'm about to start striping and that was on the cruise I had knit through the pink section was about to join in the gray and thought, I don't want to juggle two skeins of yarn. So I'm just going to keep knitting on my viajant and do my yarn juggling when I get home. So it was great, perfect vacation knitting made mm -hmm. me so happy. And it's all about the pink right now for me. And it just <laughs> is a happy, happy feeling pink and burgundy, I should say. So just beautiful colors. They're basically red pear and is it mellow rose? from the Colors of Fall palette that I'm working with right now. So they just make me really happy and they'll be perfect for fall. So you can't lose. So that's what I'm knitting. Okay. So what have you finished since the last episode? You have a big one. So I do. I. I have finally finished my Divi Poncho. Yay! I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode and I'm so excited to have this off the needles. <laughs> I started it over a year ago, last spring, spring of 2017. In fact, according to Ravelry, I started it on April 27th, 2017. Don't you love Ravelry? I love Ravelry. <laughs> as and long as you so many actually reasons. populate your project mm -hmm. page with the information. But in this case, I did. And I started this poncho over a year ago I remember last summer, it was the piece that I knit a lot on as we were recording. Mm -hmm. I remember. And then fall came and I picked up other projects and I didn't particularly want to keep knitting on Divi. And so it got tucked away in the project bag and the project bag got tucked away in the project box. And I picked it up again a couple of weeks ago and was really enjoying working on it so I went with it and now it's off the needle. Yeah you must have been Yay. knitting that the whole time I was gone. I it was a good part yeah. of the time yeah. It's I so had, cute. I had a lot of fun knitting it. So Divi is a not a huge poncho somewhat a smaller poncho I don't know is that a thing a smaller poncho? It kind of feels <laughs> I thought mine was big. It's I didn't knit mine as long to as I did. Okay. the full length of the pattern. Because I would have called it a big poncho, but okay. Oh, okay. So I did not knit mine to the full length of the pattern. So mine is a little shorter. I did color block mine. I have three colors of the Holst yarn that I used. I used the silver gray, which is the main body of the sweater. The dark gray is called lead. And then the purplish color is wisteria. And that's at the very edge of the piece and there is a little cowl collar to the poncho not a tied up against your neck cowl a very loosey drapey type oh drapey cowl. is so much better than floppy i was gonna say floppy. <laughs> drapey sounds so much nicer it's very drapey and very light because it's the yarn that is half cotton perfect i enjoy it i love it so it's adorable. I, I really think like I will be blocking. wearing that and I don't have pictures yet and hopefully Gail and I will remember to take some photos after we finish this recording. Yes, before we leave here today. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So that's the only thing I've finished that's 
Jump, no, Divi by Jumper Cables. And only should be in air quotes because that's a lot. It was of a lot. Of it was knitting. a big finish. It really was. Yeah. There, I haven't, I didn't weigh it yet, but once I weigh it, I can figure out the total yardage that I've used. But even though mine is smaller than the sample and smaller than the pattern calls for, it's still fingering weight yarn knit on small needles. Yeah. So it's, it is a lot of stitches. And you used up portions of coast that you had left over from yes. other things, right? So that's all, huge. All you... of the colors that I used were leftovers. Yeah. So, so that's a huge thing. That's to get. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like to get them out of your stash, but to get them out of your stash. Yes. I mean, it's yes. always like, I want to use yeah. all of that yarn and yeah. now you have. Yay. So what have you finished, Gail? I finished a big one too. I finished Light Rain, which is a beautiful pullover sweater pattern by Hohi Locatelli. It is from the Interpretations 3 collection, and I knit mine in Rowan RYC Cash Cotton, which is a combination of cotton, rayon, cashmere, let me turn my page back because I already forgot, cotton, nylon, angora, rayon, and cashmere. And as much as I like this fingering weight for ply yarn, I'm not happy about the number of knots in these skeins of yarn. Oh. So they're smaller put up yarn and it is discontinued. Mike kept saying, complain. And I said, well, it's a discontinued yarn. What are you going to do? Several of the skeins had two knots mm. and most had at least one. So in with this blend, you can't spit slice it. Spit slice. Spit splice. <laughs> Did I get that all right? So you have to weave in the ends every time there's a knot. You have to stop knitting. And I don't put knots in my knitting. So there were a lot of ends to weave in simply because of the number of knots in the yarn, which didn't please me at all, especially knitting the cowl section. So the sweater, let me start with the sweater itself. Top down, pullover, oversized, positive ease with drop sleeves. And it has a beautiful lace panel down the front of the sweater. And on the bottom, like third of the sleeves, it has this beautiful lace pattern. And it was fun to knit, very easy knit. And the only problem I had with it was that it was hurting my hands because of the cotton content of the yarn. It didn't have any elasticity. Mm -hmm. And I was knitting the sleeves on eight or nine inch circular needles. So that was Ooh, yeah. hurting my hands for a while. But as long as I didn't marathon knit it, it was okay. Everything else about the sweater was easy, very well-written pattern as always, really enjoyed it. It did take me three months to knit it because mm -hmm. I was knitting a lot of other things in the interim. But when you're done with the body of the sweater, you pick up around the collar and you knit up for a long, loose-fitting, drapey cowl. It's all ribbed, and I'm not a huge fan of knitting ribbing in general, so it's 12 inches tall of ribbing. So round and round and round with the ribbing. And then there's another knot, er, it's a knot. Mm. And then around and around and around. And then it's another knot, er, it's another knot. So there are lots of ends woven into my cowl. And I don't think you're going to be able to tell because I was very meticulous with weaving in my ends, mm -hmm. but it still was kind of irksome. And then I had about, I think I had eight skeins of the cash cotton and I used seven and a half. So well, it was a close. lot of yardage of, of yarn and I ended up having to use some of the partials on the collar because a full skein didn't do it. But 
my sweater's a little less positive ease than Hohe's pattern page because she's wearing hers quite oversized and sure mine is a little shorter than hers is and I'm glad I didn't go longer because I would have had a yarn issue had I gone longer so love the sweater I put it on long enough today to take a picture of it but it was already too warm outside to yeah. wear it because it's a lot of yarn even though it's a cotton base yes. it's going to be relatively toasty a lot toastier than my apres surf hoodie which is knit in the same yarn, but because it's all over lace, Apre Surf hoodie is all over lace. It's not as warm. This is a lot more yardage. It's going to be a lot warmer sweater, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. It's a really pale pink color, so it's just a really pretty color. It makes me really happy. It's very, I don't want to say flat in a negative way, but it's not tonal at all. It is a solid color. And it's not quite mellow rose on the New York palette, but close. And I think it's going to look really cute paired with skirts. And I don't wear jeans, but, you know, if I was to wear jeans, it would look cute with jeans also. And boots. It'll look really mm -hmm. cute. It so it's a really fun sweater. I really enjoyed the overall knitting of it, except for the sleeves. And that was my own doing because of short circular needles. But that was Light Rain by Hohe Locatelli. And I wanted to put in another plug for her journal, her pod video podcast that she's called Hohe's Journal. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I've been watching she puts one out about every week, every other week. And I've just really enjoyed her descriptions of her design process and she always features one of her designs and talks about, you know, how she came up with it and or how it was knit and Ley Lines was the one she did on the podcast I'm watching right now. I'm catching oh, up okay. from vacation. I know that was one you've always wanted to knit. I like that one. It's, yeah. a, it's a very large shawl with a lot of ribbing. So I won't ever knit that because of my <laughs> dislike of knitting so much ribbing, but Charlene has always liked it. So hearing Hohe talk about it and it's a beautiful shawl. It is. So it pretty. It really is. So and I hope I'll you have knit to it. I'll have to catch up because I am several episodes behind. I think on that that's one number now. 14. Yeah. I think I'm only up. I've, I've watched through 10. So I've got yep, a little catching a few up behind. to do. So that was Light Rain by Hohe Locatelli. Okay. And we wanted to talk a little bit today about vacation and or summer knitting and how it might be a little bit different than our regular <laughs> knitting. Having just come back from vacation, this was, you know, top of my mind. And for us, summer knitting has a couple different meanings. And right now, based on what's going on in our lives, summer knitting is a little bit different than it usually is, I would say. Yeah. Summer knitting, well, with my stocking, I was stocking different kinds of tops. And then we got sidetracked with vests, which yes. is very <laughs> unusual. And pattern, pattern ennui is something that Charlene and I have both been thinking a lot about lately. Like we're not super excited or inspired. And that's, I think, part of what's that's, going yeah, on in our lives right, in general. Right. But we both got pretty inspired by the vests today. Yes, we did. So that was pretty cool. That was so, a good spark. Yeah, that's part of what's going on right now because of course in the summer when it's really hot out it's harder to get excited about new winter sweaters mm -hmm. it's harder to get excited about a big pile of wool sitting on your lap <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a little bit more difficult and Gail mentioned the patterns and there I gave a talk last week actually at Guild and I was talking about Ravelry a little bit and 
one of the great things I said about Ravelry was that you get access to all these patterns. But then what happens when you see 50 shawls, 50 garter stitch striped shawls? How do you pick? What's the difference? And I've kind of been calling it pattern fatigue. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is what Gail and I have been going through. And that's, I'm putting a name to it. I'm just going to call it pattern fatigue. I like it. <laughs> yep. Because like I said, one of the great things about Ravelry is that you get exposed to all these new patterns. But then again, 50 shawls that look fairly similar kind of brings on that pattern fatigue. How do you get excited about the 51st shawl that comes out? <laughs> So I'm nodding my head. Right. Mm -hmm. There's... You can't see that, but I'm nodding my head. <laughs> so we're both going through a period of pattern fatigue right now where a lot of patterns that are out there are looking very similar. A lot of designs aren't that new. And I know at some point the fall designs will hit the stores and Ravelry. And at that point, we'll probably find too many things that we want to knit again. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I, it's one of those points where I like to look at my patterns that are already in my library. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And look at things that I have queued. And it really makes you glad that you have cued and favorited things that you can go back and remind yourself when you're feeling this pattern fatigue. Yep. <laughs> so that you can remind yourself what you did want to knit at some point. And what you may have already purchased yarn for. Yeah. And in my case, you probably have in a project bag with the pattern and the needles ready to go at any moment's yeah. notice. So, and that's like Viajant, I'm knitting, I've knit it before. I really want to knit another Clio because mm -hmm. I know I wear it mm -hmm. and I like it. So overcoming the lack of inspiration with the current patterns on hot right now with things that, like you said, with you sure cued. things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Something that you perhaps have knit before or have cued. Something that's a sure thing that you know you will like, use, enjoy knitting. Yep. And that was one thing that... I said that I wasn't really stalking much. What I was doing is I was looking at my queue and I was looking at the things that, why did I put that there? And, oh yeah, I really wanted to use that yarn. And, oh yeah. And I got super excited about these things that have been in my queue for a long time. And, yeah. oh, I really want to knit that. Oh, that won't work for Colors of Fall because it, the yarn I want to use doesn't have the colors, but, you know, and it sparks all sorts of inspiration yes. just yes. by revisiting my queue. And of course yes. my queue is eight pages long. So there's no <laughs> shortage of things in my queue. So that's always true for me. Your yeah. queue is much more succinct. I try to keep my queue to the things that I really think I'm going to knit and then favorite things that I like, but I'm not sure about. But of course there is that fine line where things get blurred and things go back and <laughs> forth. And I try to update but I still end up with more things on my actual queue than I 
can do. So yeah. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect system. <laughs> yeah, I always think that everything in my queue is something I definitely want to knit and then somehow fall out of love with something. Exactly. Of it. But you know, it's natural. Exactly. So. Exactly. That is natural. All right, we had to pause for a little the bit there because the helicopter got a little too loud. But what <laughs> I was saying was that during these times of pattern fatigue, it really makes those tools of your queue and your favorites and maybe actually printed patterns that you have, whatever you personally use, but your pattern library basically mm -hmm. and have everything marked. It makes that really useful to get inspired because sometimes summer might be a time of less inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> For all the aforementioned reasons, heat. And yeah. not every, all of you are, of course, in summertime. Some of you are experiencing winter right now. And you're probably thinking, right. what are you talking yeah. about? This is great. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, And I did want to just briefly mention some vacation knitting things. That Please do. I, I travel quite a bit, actually, which is you super, do. super fortunate. I'm very grateful for that. And there are certain things that I always try to do when I'm traveling. One, don't panic about whether you can bring your needles on an airplane. I've never, ever been stopped, ever. And I do use almost exclusively wooden needles, which probably has something to do with that. I don't think I'd recommend that you bring your signature sharp as heck <laughs> needles on an airplane. You might get some trouble with that and you definitely don't want to have to throw those away. But if you're using wooden needles, I don't think you're going to have a hassle at all. So that's one thing. I know some people have been hassled, but I don't think it's it's something that happens anymore. So one, don't panic. Two, I would recommend that you start a project before you leave home. So I started Viajant two days before I left because I wanted to make sure I was happy with my gauge I was getting, that I had the needles, you know, the right needles for the job, that I was enjoying working with that yarn on those needles, that I didn't want to make any changes because once you leave home, you're probably not going to have immediate access to a yarn store or different needles. So getting your project underway enough to know that you're happy with it and to make sure you check your notions bag and you have all the things you need before you leave. So I think that's a really good tip. Yeah. One thing I do also, like I have my printed pattern with me in my project bag. I prefer to go off of paper, but I always make sure I have a duplicate on my phone or my tablet, whichever I have with me, just in case I lose the paper version. So that's a bummer if you're out and about and you lose your paper version and you're not sure how to continue on your sweater, for example. So in your notions bag, make sure that you have a copy of your pattern. Make sure that you have snips and little tiny snips if you're on the airplane. They don't bug you about that either. And, you know, tapestry needle, spare yarn, couple stitch markers, things like that. Always handy to have those around. And one thing I always, always do is I make sure I have enough knitting in my carry-on that if they lose my checked bag that has knitting in it, I'm not going to run out of knitting. Mm. <laughs> I know people this has happened to. Either their baggage was lost forever or it took days to get to them and they had nothing to knit. And that would make me stressed out on vacation. Yes. So <laughs> I always recommend so. to people that you have enough in your carry-on, even if you're trying to travel really light. I travel really light on the airplane. I have one backpack that has just a few things in it, but there's enough knitting in there to keep me busy for a week if I need to. So have enough baggage 
have enough baggage, have enough <laughs> knitting in your carry-on baggage. Make sure that it's a project that's underway enough that you're happy with it, that you're not going to be disappointed when you're away from home and away from your stash and your knitting needles and everything. And make sure you have your notions with you. And if you can, I would recommend you bring more than one project because sometimes you get bored with one project and you want a little variation. So I, for example, I brought Viajant and Hahui. So I had two different projects of two different weights and two different colors and two different styles that I could be working on if one was boring and I didn't feel like knitting on it anymore. So those are things that I always try to make sure I do. And the last thing, I try to make sure that whatever I've brought with me is simple enough that I can set it down in my lap if there's a safety announcement on the airplane or if my kid needs something from the seat behind me or if I have to get up to use the restroom or whatever. I don't want to be working on such a complex project that when I set it down, I'm confused about where I'm picking it up again. So that's one thing that I always try to make sure, especially for airplane specific projects, that it's something that's simple enough that you're not going to mess it up because it's also sucko to mess up something on an airplane and mm -hmm. have to be tinking back and yeah. whatever. So those are my kind of standbys when I knit. And part of the fun of going on vacation for me is figuring out what my vacation knitting is going to be. Right. It's really fun. <laughs> it's, it's like part of, Ooh, I'm going on vacation. What amazing thing yeah. do I want to knit? What yeah. special thing do I want to cast on? Or some people I was at, someone on Ravelry, she PM'd me to say she loved my fading point and she wants to cast one on, but she's going on a road trip vacation with her family and she's going to buy yarn in LYSs along the way oh, wow. to make her fade for her fading point. Ooh, Isn't that, that a be, great idea? It is, but that would be hard if you have to match a specific yarn, it, unless you're going to see a lot of yarn stores. Yeah. Or, and maybe she'll buy more than one skein in each uh, shop. But yeah. it was such a cool idea. It would never have occurred to me. That is. Very and cool. I also wanted to mention that I saw two local yarn stores, three actually, while I was on vacation. One in Ketchikan, Alaska. One in Skagway, Alaska. And then the last one was in Seattle where we had a little time to burn. And I actually bought some yarn. I bought yarn at a yarn store called The Hive on the Creek, which is a tiny yarn store in Ketchikan. Super friendly staff, interesting yarn choices. She had two or three local dyers, not necessarily local in Ketchikan, but Alaskan dyers, beautiful yarn. And then she had all sorts of other things like paintings and things by local artists. And we actually bought a small oil painting of orcas. And Mike was with me in the shop. He doesn't usually go to yarn stores with me. But as I was looking down at the yarn, he was looking up at the paintings and he said, look at that one. And so we bought this small painting that was really pretty and very well priced. And I bought two mini skeins of yarn. And I think it's Humblebee Knits or Bumblebee. I'll, I'll double check that. Just two really cute little mini skeins. And it's just fun, you know, sometimes yeah. to get souvenir yarn like that. The local yarn store in Skagway wasn't my favorite. She had one or two local brands. It was Aurora Yarns, but most of it was not local and a, a much smaller selection of yarn. And my mom, though, did buy a beautiful green gradient set of Casbah, handmade in Casbah. Mm. And she bought a little tiny skein of Laceweight Kiviet. So yeah, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> so she did find some stuff to buy. 
And then I don't remember the name of the store in Seattle, but it was right near the Pike's Place Market. And they had mostly commercial yarn. So I didn't spend a whole lot of time in that store. But it was pretty cool to have three different local yarn stores yeah. walking around. Barb of the Two Knitlet Chicks told me about the one in Skagway. So I was looking for that one. But Catchican, we get off the boat and I was like, oh my gosh, look, it's a yarn store. <laughs> First thing off the boat. So it was kind of funny. My whole family kind of rolled their eyes like, oh, here we go. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention those cute little shops and the fun parts of vacation knitting. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for listening and thank you to Candy Skein for being the sponsor this month. We hope you're all enjoying your summer or winter wherever you are and that your knitting is making you very, very happy. And happy knitting, everyone. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.